Good morning and welcome to Monday's Experts on this Monday. It's an opportunity for us to hear about the stories behind the name. And, well, this next story we're going to hear is a fascinating one. This gentleman, Ash Morgan, we see him on top of the New South Wales Jockeys Premiership. He's riding today at Scone and he does many, many kilometres. I'd love to be his mechanic. He joins us now. G'day, Ash. Hey, Dave. How are you going? Thanks for having me on. No, not a drama, mate. Uh, your name's been up in spotlights every time we turn on a New South Wales venue. Your name seems to be popping up beside the winners. Let's talk about your story right from the start. Where were you born? And then tell us about life as a young Ash Morgan. Um, yeah, no, so, so I'm, I'm obviously from Wales. Um, I was born in uh, a small village in, near Cardiff, and um, my family moved down to West Wales and in Carmarthen and um, so we, we lived out in the country and and we had we had horses um, from a young yeah I had horses from a young age growing up and was always riding as a kid you know um, mm. so yeah I was I was always on the back of the horse from a very early age. When you uh, when you moved from that uh, village outside Cardiff, was it uh, your you know was it was it your father your mother when when you said you had horses were they were they race horses or were they just sort of you know ho- uh, ponies? Show jumping. What what was it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I lived with my um, with my mum and my grandparents. Uh, my granddad was a huntsman, so we always we had like hunt horses, and um, he also has like point to pointers, which they they're like um, steeplechase horses. You know, um, mm. it's it's sort of like non tab racing, but they race over jumps. It's, it's it's really big in the UK and Ireland, the point to point scene, and um, so we had a lot of well, quite a few of them and. And just sort of a few ponies banging around the place, a few unbroken ones and a few wild ones and that. But, um, you know, like I said, I was, I was always around them. Okay, fantastic. What was it about the horse that you liked? Oh, well, like, I love I racing. Like, like back, back when I was a kid, like, Desert Orchid around and, like, Lester Bigot was... I used to watch a lot of videos of Lester and, and Frankie was just coming out to the scene then. So I, I, was, I was really just obsessed with the racing from the beginning. And... Um, Obviously, just like being around the horses, we had a lot of, lot of dogs and hounds and horses. So that that was my childhood, really. Just always been out on the farm. I didn't really have too many friends that lived close to me. So um, yeah, really, only times I was getting out was was, was with them, you know. And, and that in the process, then obviously uh, being a youngster. So did you have to, um, you know, obviously you went into school. But at what point did you decide, right? And no, I'm going to. Not, not go to school anymore and I'm going to spend time more around the horses and was that a process of leaving home going and working for another trainer or, or working with your de- um, with your granddad how, like how did it work yeah so I I, um, I think I got to about 12 or 13 and um, I started riding work for uh, for a jump train it was about 40 minutes from my house um, my mum used to take me down um on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays, he'd ride out on the Saturdays and then do the stable work on the Sundays. And then any school holidays I'd have, I'd, I'd go down every day and, and ride through the holidays. And um, on our summer holidays in school, we had about nine weeks off for, for the summer holidays. And I went every day for the nine weeks. This is probably when I was about 14. And I went back to school for one day after the summer holidays. And I just said that I didn't want to go back. And I had no interest in school after that. And, um, my mum my wasn't really too happy about me wanting to leave school at 14, you know, no qualifications or anything like that, but just my time, you know, being at the stables for all them 
all them weeks on my holidays, I thought, you know, I want to be a jockey. And um, my granddad was really keen on me wanting to be a jockey. He sort of, he wanted to be a jockey when he was a kid and and never took up the opportunity to leave home, you know, leave the small village in Wales and and try it. So um, he was keen for me to do it. My mum wasn't. uh, So she took a bit of persuading. I think um, the deal was I got homeschooled for three days of the week. That probably lasted about a month and then that got scrapped as well. It's it's extraordinary. So we're chatting with Ash Morgan this morning on Monday's Experts. Ash, you obviously start off in the game, but like every youngster that gets involved, I mean, it's not just a matter of instant success. Um, tell us about some of the, the tough times growing up. Yes, like, I, I, I didn't know if I was any good. I just wanted to be a jump jockey. That's what I wanted to do, was, was being a jump jockey. Um, I was very light when I was sort of 15, 16, and... Um, the trainers just suggested I go to Newmarket and, and have a go with my apprentice license. So, so I moved to Newmarket just before I was 16. And, um, yeah, look, it, it was hard to start with because you just want to get going and things take so long, especially especially in England. You know, like I was with a real old school type of trainer who was a master and just wanted to bring things along slowly. Um, you know, I was, I was wanting to get get going and riding every day straight away but obviously, obviously it doesn't happen um, I think I probably had about 30 rides my first year riding and, and, and one winner you know um, so it's just it's sort of frustrating when you want to get going but you also uh, you have to wait wait for your chance and stuff like that but yeah it, it, it was a slog it was a slog early and I think I went like one winner then I rode 14 for the next three seasons then I went back down to one and then six winners a season after, you know, so they, they were tough times, you know, like I was obviously wanting to ride winners. I felt like I had the ability, but I wasn't really getting um, the opportunities, you know. When you say the opportunities, why don't why do you think you weren't getting the opportunities, mate? Uh, well, look, I was probably, I used to ride work for the one trainer and a few lads used to go around and, and ride a bit more work, but I was sort of tied down to the one stable and um, yeah, I probably didn't get myself about a lot enough anyway. Um, and I think at that age, you know, like I was just expecting to to take off early, and I wasn't, and it just got frustrating. You get disheartened with it, you know, and you sort of um, not lose it, not lose interest, but you just, like I said, get disheartened with it, and you get down, and you sort of get into that rut. And I think that I probably wasn't old enough or mature enough to be able to to see past it and and work on it and try and build blocks to try and get going again you know, so when, when you're down it was sort of you know, how did you get out of it and then next thing you know weeks after weeks after weeks all the same thing you haven't made any improvements or you haven't done anything about trying to get going again you know but it is also very competitive there. there's a lot of riders and um yeah most stables in england have their apprentices so you know it, unless you're flying for the stable you're riding for it's hard to to pick up them outside rides or or get outside opportunities. We're chatting with Ash Morgan this morning on today's Monday's Experts. Ash, you obviously were there in the UK. You're uh, you, you're doing your, you're plying your try uh, your, your trade. Um, you've obviously jumped around the the globe a bit uh, in terms of your racing. But away from racing, is it correct that you 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 actually went into real estate? Is that correct? I heard that along the grapevine. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, my last season in England, I think, it was 2015. Um, I think I rode 16 winners at about 90 odd rides, and I rode a listed winner that season. And I thought, oh, it was towards the end of my claim. I thought, oh, this might just give me a kick now. And I, I think I rode two winners in the next eight months after that. Um, so I was just like, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, I worked very hard that season. Took my chances when I got them. I didn't get many. Um, and when I didn't get a kick up from that, yeah, I just thought, you know, it's probably maybe it's time to just have a break from it or, you know, look to another career or something. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I stopped riding, um, uh, yeah, 2015. And, yeah, I went and got a job in real estate, which was which was mad because, like, I'd never done anything like that or, or, or anything, you know, before. I only ever wanted to be a jockey. And um, next year, I'm, I'm thrust into an office doing a nine-to-five job, which was which is definitely alien to me. Well, did you did you enjoy it, or did you think, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, no, yeah. For the first few months, I was like, "You know, what's going on?" It was it was hard to adapt to. But I then I, you know, you know, like I just sort of embraced it, and like I did the real estate, and I did a bit of recruitment, and I think the things that I was that weren't my strong point, like communication, dealing with owners and trainers, and all that. Doing this other job where you're on the phone all the time and, and meeting and greet, greeting people the whole time, it sort of improved me as a, as a person outside of being on the back of a horse. You know, it sort of made me grow up and and take me out of my comfort zone. So, yeah, in the end, you know, I just I embraced that and just try to take as much out of doing that as I could. Um, I definitely think it's still with me now. You know, like you know, when I'm speaking to owners and trainers, I feel like I've got a lot better and I can communicate with a lot of people. Well, better and probably more personal than what I used to be. Yeah. So, and, and that obviously that would then cross over with when you're dealing with owners, and, and obviously the racing game today is a lot. There's a lot more communication now than there once was. I mean, you know, for those that have horse ownership, and a lot of people that listen to this program would, the video comes straight away. Even though the owners aren't there on track, you're talking. You've you've got to relay those messages. So it's funny how that particularly a life lesson you learned there with the real estate and the communication is now filtering through and racing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And look, when I started riding, you, if the owners were in the mountain yards before the race, you saw them and you saw them after. But if they weren't, you spoke to a trainer either at the races or on the way home. You know, there was no uh, video reports or, or anything like that, you know. So um, you're going and doing that different job when, like I said, you are speaking to people all the time, you're giving back feedback and, and all of that, it just helps, you know, when, when you're doing your video reports after the races or, or speaking to them, you know. We're chatting with Ash Morgan this morning on Monday's Expert. So, Ash, you are in the UK. There's a bit of real estate, but it, you went at one point over to the uh, the USA. How, how did that come about? Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I've been working in, in the office for probably nearly two years at, at this point, and... Um, I went home to Wales for a little bit, just for a bit of a break, a uh, bit of a holiday, and just I was watching a race at home with my granddad, and we were just chatting away, and like I didn't really say it to anyone else, but I was you know really keen and thinking about you know, sort of making it a comeback riding, and um, he was probably the first person that, that I voiced my thoughts to, and you know I was 26 at the time, so he was like you know I think it's I think it's worth a go, and it's now or never for you. He sort of if you want to do it, you have to do it now, and. Um, I didn't really know what to what to do. Whether I had another track in England and, and just end up doing the same thing, or just really, you know, branched out and, and tried something 
completely different. You know, like, you know, moving to another country and trying racing there. And I um, I just sent a few emails out to trainers in Australia um, about coming over to ride. But obviously, I hadn't sat on a horse in two years. So um, I wanted to, to um, obviously ride a bit of work before I came over. And I was probably 68, 70 kilos at the time. And uh, one of my friends was going to Santa Anita for a few months and he said, you know, I can get you a job over here as well if you want and come over and ride a bit of work, get back on the horse and, and get your weight sorted and then go to Australia. So, yeah, no, I, I went to Santa Anita for, for three months after that. So what was it like going, you know, the, the Welsh lad from real estate <laughs> riding to going to L.A., going to, to Santa Anita? That must have been a uh, an experience. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I, I loved it over there. I, I always wanted to go. I always wanted to go to Santa Anita. You know, a lot of the lads went over for the winters, and, and it just looked like a great place. And it is a great place. It's a great, great area to be in. And um, yeah, I know I loved it. The first day wasn't great. I hadn't sat a horse in two years. I think I rode ten my first morning, so my body was in bits. Um, and they all pulled really hard over there. So I was struggling the first probably two or three days. But now I know it. It was good, you know. I, I, I rode between ten and fourteen in the morning, um, and I got a lot of chance to, to hang out with a few of the jockeys there, like Mike Smith and Dwayne Van Dyke. Was I spent a lot of time with them, and uh, yeah, they were a real good help. You know, helped me get my weight down, and and just seeing the way they approach the game off the track. You know, the, the fitness they do, the, the, you know, the gym work they do, and you know, they're really dedicated to their craft. And it's another thing I took took into coming over here. We're chatting with Ash. Three months I was there, then I did the whole time that I rode in England. You know, I sort of took everything yeah. in. The way they train and the way the jockeys ride there, you know, they're very, very technical, the way they ride and their style, uh, you know, how they get the best out of their horses and you know, how they get to leave the barriers, all the stuff. It's, it's really, really interesting there. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's extraordinary. That is extraordinary. Ash Morgan is our guest this morning, if you've just joined us on Monday's Experts, on this Monday, the 27th of June. So you're in the US. I need to know, you mentioned before that you went to the US, you were getting approaches from trainers or from people here in the Australian racing community to to try and get you to come out here. Who was contacting you? And were they giving you any indication as to why they were contacting you? How had they spotted you? How did they know about you? Oh, well, it, it was me sending the emails out, really, so it was, it was me. Right, oh, okay, so you you were chasing the opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I sent probably maybe a dozen, 15 emails out, and just the people that were high on the premiership, I, I didn't really know where they were based out or anything like that. I think I just looked at the winners and, and sent their emails out, out to them. So, um, yeah, no, nobody really got back to me, to be honest. Um, uh, but I think maybe a couple did, and, and then... Um, Brett Kavanagh, he he got back to me. Yeah, he said, uh, "Just send me your number." Um, so I sent him my number, and he gave me a call straight away. And yeah, he just uh, gave me a call. He said, "He said, can you ride?" I said, "Yeah, I think so." Um, yeah, he said, "Oh, look, there's a lot of opportunities for jockeys out here, especially if you're going to start out in the bush. Um, there's a lot of lot of racing out here, a lot of opportunities for someone that wants to work hard." So um, yeah, no, Brett was my my first point of contact. That was before I went to America, so I, I kept in contact with him while I was over there, just to let him know what dates I was going to come over or, or whatever. But uh, you know, yeah, thankfully Brett got back to me with a, with a positive email anyway.
That's fantastic. So you're in the US. Um, you obviously, uh, you know, you're, you're working on your weight. You're getting back on the horse for a few few years after being, you know, working in real estate and administration. Uh, when you arrived at Kingsford Smith, what was going through your mind when you put in the GPS that you had to go four hours? <laughs> Did you think that you were going to land at Kingsford and you'd be in Sydney and that would be it? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because when I was over in America, there was someone there, and I asked them about the scone. I, I'd never heard of scone before. Um, and uh, I remember looking at I remember typing into YouTube, like, scone town, and somebody's done a drive-through of it. I thought, it's sort of very big. Um, and they told me it's only an, only an hour away from Sydney. So, yeah, when, when I jumped in the car with um, Steph, that used to work for Kev, and we we kept driving and driving, I was like, well, it's definitely not an hour out of... Um, and when you arrive, and, and the, the difference in, in morning work, the difference in Australian racing to say what you'd experience maybe in Wales and, and what the, you'd experience in the US, what, what are some of those differences that you picked up straight away? Yeah, well, it, it just, um, you know, when riding work in England, there's it's no, it's no, no um, clockwork, you know, it's just all... Um, if you're working seven furlongs or six furlongs most of the horses and it's, it's not done on time uh, majority of them run straight gallops and you just ride them the first part and equip them the last part but it's never timed America's a bit different they'll, they'll ask you to run a, an overall time um, so you might just want, they want, want you to work a minute or something like that and you just try and, try and cut that but um, yeah, over here obviously they want you to run your time to your furlongs and uh, I, I remember coming over my first week or two and they were asking me to do evens, but I hadn't had a clue what evens were. So um, I was just <laughs> bowling them along, probably running 12s the whole way around and giving them a click at the last part. And, and yeah, they were saying, you got you're going a little bit quick for evens, but I didn't know what evens were. I didn't know they were 15. Um, yeah, uh, a few of his horses ran flat, I think, the first few weeks. So <laughs> what about the travel? Uh, because you do do a lot of kilometres from race meeting to race meeting. Obviously, you 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 must have be you, well, you must be accustomed to it now, considering what you are doing and what you are achieving. But at the time, were you thinking, "Geez, I'm I'm driving," you know, some 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 situations four or five hours to a race meeting and then driving home, you know, in the night and then obviously getting up for work the next day. It's it's not it's not as glamorous as as uh, as some think. No, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, look, it, the, the travel is probably the worst part of it. You know that. But you do get used to it. Um, I know when I came over, like, I was I was just so keen to ride that I didn't I didn't I didn't care. You know, I was going everywhere that I could get rides. You know, um, I think the first month or two I went to Gundawindi and it, it was it's in Queensland. You know, like I drove up there for four rides at a non-tab meeting there. You know, so and it wasn't a bother on me. You know, I just wanted to get to get riding and um, so yeah, travel really didn't affect me. Ash Morgan, we're chatting to you this morning on Monday's Experts. Let's talk about the, the here and now, Ash. Uh, you are leading the New South Wales Jockeys Premiership. You are, that's for the whole state. You're obviously um, you're <laughs> defeating James McDonald at this stage. And geez, if you continue while he's away swanning around Europe, I reckon you, you're going to go very close to jagging it. Does that blow your mind, the fact that you are on 125 winners for the season? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It's, it's, um 
mad, really, to, to, to think. You know, like my target was 100 this season, and uh, I mean, even even a target of 50 for me three years ago was I thought would be ambitious, you know. But um, yeah, the target was 100, and so I, I always check the Premiership. I've got it on my tabs open the whole time, and I was, you know, just checking it weekly. And I was thinking, oh, I'm actually getting close to to the top here because I was sort of midway at halfway through the season. But um, you know, the longer it's gone on. I thought it's actually a possibility, you know, and it's only sort of the last two, or, two or three months, maybe that I thought, you know, I could actually, could actually do it. But it, it is, uh, it's mad, really, to, to think, yeah. It certainly is. Mate, uh, 951 uh, rides for the season. I know that you had a little laugh with Jock Galogli, who uh, James has ridden 118 and picked up 21 million. You've had 3.4 million in prize money. But, you know, we, we were talking this morning on Punters Postmortem about, you know, the state of racing in the UK and in terms of prize money. I mean, you could ride 125 winners in Wales, and I'd, I'd hate to think exactly what your prize money total would be. So even though you are working hard and there's plenty of kilometres, you, you are making a quid out of it and you're obviously enjoying it. Yeah, that's right. The, 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 money, the money's unbelievable here, you know. Um, like, I don't I don't do it for the money, you know. Like, I, I love riding winners. That's, that, that's the, the thing I do it for, but the, the obviously money's a great bonus. But, um, yeah, you know, compared to England, it, 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 it's night and day. You know, even bush racing, you know, you go around minimum races of 24,000. Um, whereas you go to Newmarket on a Friday um, during the July carnival and you go around for 10, 15,000. Know, that, that's a, that's a, um, you know, a premier meeting, you know. So the, the money money's great at, at all levels. Um, obviously, it gets better as you go through the grades, but you know, you can, you can definitely earn money and, and earn a good living and have a good lifestyle if, if you're willing to put in the work. And you're like, about 950 rides as well, you know. A lot of rise, but you know, like I said, the, the rewards do come with it. They certainly do. Ash Morgan, our guest this morning on Monday's Experts. Ash, what about that win on Saturday to win at Royal Ramwick on Pandora Blue for Kristen Buchanan, who I know you have uh, ridden for before? She's given you opportunities. Um, what feeling was that like? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I was a great feeling, and it was uh, like nearly just a, a massive weight off my shoulders as well. You know, like. Um, I've been riding plenty of winners, but just having that uh, elusive Metro win has is, is been on my mind, you know, for a while, you know. Um, mm. I went to uh, Saturday a couple of weeks ago and I just got beat a nose on, on one of Paul Perry's. And I, I was, as, as I've ever come out of a race course after, after you know, I was, I was gutted. I got so close and um, obviously being at Randwick as well. I, yeah, I was very flat coming out of it and... Um, yeah, when I turned up on Saturday, I thought I just really don't want to be leaving with the same feeling like I'm the last time I was here. You know, so now look, it was it was great. It was you know, I really enjoyed it. It was a massive relief as well, and it, it was really special as well. I had the family there as well. You know, um, Cara and my river daughter were there as well. So it just, just made that um, your know, moment very special as well. Because you know, Cara's been there when I was going to Binaway for before I you know so for her to be there at, at Randwick with River, it was um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Uh, it was a good tough win too from Pandora Blue. I mean, um, obviously you're not, you're not you're not riding Ferraris every week. You don't have that luxury. You're riding some horses that have got quirks. But one thing you are riding when, you, when we see you uh, get these winners home all across New South Wales, especially the Northern part, is they seem to have that tenacity to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I 
Exactly right. What do you want to achieve, Ash? What's what's on the uh, on the horizon for you, mate? Because obviously you're achieving something at the moment that you may thought you might not have achieved in the past in terms of leading a premiership and hopefully winning a New South Wales premiership. What's what's something that you 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 burn for? You, you had that Metro win. You've got that under under the wraps. Is it getting an opportunity in like a Kosciuszko coming up and or a country championship and going right the way through? Yeah, you know, definitely. That, that, that my my main aim is, you know, to, is to try and get them opportunities in town. Obviously, that's that's why you do it. And, and and why wouldn't you want to ride ride in Sydney on a Saturday? You know, it's um, it's great racing. Um, yeah, that that's the main goal for me. Obviously, the short term goal is to, to try and win the premiership this season. And um, you know, the reason I wanted to go over and ride as many winners as I can is to try and put myself in the public eye and and people notice what I can do and. Um, I feel like you know that, that's been achieved a little bit this year. You know, people have people know, know me a little bit more and, and know I can ride. So yeah, look, that's that's the goal is, is to try and get to town as, as much as I can when the when the opportunities come. Um, now is a good time of year to, to try and do it, and, and when, when most of the lads are away and, and whatever, and if you can just get that win or two there, you know, hopefully it just can add a few more the opportunities after that. Sensational. Ash, it's been a pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, I have really enjoyed seeing your rise. I mean, uh, the, the, I think you hit the nail on the head when that you were talking about that email from Cav about getting here and working, and boy, oh boy, you've worked. You've gone here, there, and everywhere. Uh, as I said jokingly at the start, I'd love to be a mechanic because uh, you'd be clocking up some Ks on that particular car, but... Uh, let's hope you have more metropolitan success and let's hope we see you in one of these big races, whether it be a, a Kosciuszko, which is not too far away, and good luck today at Scone as well, mate. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Ash Morgan was our guest this morning on Monday's Experts. You can catch that chat on the podcast up on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts or head to the Sky Racing website. Uh, fascinating. Starts off in Wales, takes a bit of time off, does the real estate, heads to Santa Anita, Sends the emails out, emails out to trainers here in New South Wales. Brett Kavanagh is the one that says, yep, come out. And then away he goes. He's there in Scone and he is now our leading rider when it comes to winners in New South Wales. Extraordinary stuff. We'll take a break on Sky Sports Radio. When we return, the great man Kevin Wolfe is going to steer you through the rest of the afternoon or the early morning into the uh, late or early afternoon. In fact, I'll start that again. Kevin's going to jump on in now. He'll take you through until the early part of the afternoon. And uh, we've got those two New South Wales meetings of Corowa and also Scone. Back soon.